It's Around the John of Philly's podcast with your hosts, Colin Summer and Logan Peter. Yo! Yes! Yes! Yep. That's, all we that's how say. I'm feeling right now. And that's the episode. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> right? That's that's how I'm feeling right yes, now. That's how everyone should be feeling right now. You know, we've been doing, you know, we'll do our MLB whip around, but this is, this just has to be a Phillies podcast today. It, We're what, always a Phillies podcast. A beautiful last week, and we weren't here to bring you an episode last week. Uh, we had some complications, a couple of vacations, loads well-deserved, um, but... Man. I know. I mean, oh, I, like just watching every game, man. I mean, it's it's been so exciting. So, and when they were on the road at first, obviously you want to win that series in Pittsburgh, and you know you're feeling a little down in the dumps. But what a way to bounce, right? I mean, you win the last one there, well, four in DC. Oh, we were on such a sour note because the trade deadline had just passed. And not much went on, really. And not much went on. You know, we did our due well, deeds. We, we got some things yeah, we, we needed. That we'll talk about later, of course. And then we lose two to the Padres in a three-game series, and we're like, we should. and I'm seeing in comments, we should have sold. We should have gotten rid of people. This team's never going to go anywhere. And yeah, I mean, yeah. And, like, I mean, realistically, once you, once you lose that series in Pittsburgh, a lot of people were, like, you know, kind of throwing these guys away. And... You know, for good reason. You go into a terrible organization's ballpark expecting to at least win. Two. Yeah, at, at the, least. At the very least. And, you know, you don't get it done. And that really puts you down in the dumps. But what happened in Washington, D.C. was, I think, a certain crowd awoken a beast that is... Happened to be my Philly of the Week two running weeks ago. rampant all over this division right now. He goes by the name of MV3, Mr. Bryce Harper. I mean, this guy is doing everything right now, dude. Like, what else? Like, could how are you not entertained? This this is what he's saying to the people, to the people of Philadelphia. Are you not entertained? Yeah, he, this is what yeah. we signed up for, people. He's put on a show. He's bringing what we thought he would bring. Finally, I know. I guess give it give it two years to get acclimated to the new environment, and now look at him. And he's, you know, listen. Let's I, talk about. Hold on, real quick. You know, he had some up and downs earlier this season. So did the whole entire team, not just him. The whole team felt that whole. Oh, we win. Oh, we lose. Oh, we win. Oh, we lose. Are we going on a hot streak? You know, personally as a personal player. And then I get cold. You know, it happened with every single player. Man, this guy is just. Oh man, for the last month, I think. It, or it, it, there's yeah. like a specific stat for the last 17 games. He's bad. He do you know what his own base percentage is in the last 17 games? Like Over 600. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. On, base yeah, yeah on base percentage. Yeah, and I was gonna That's say his OPS, absurd. his whole slash line yeah, altogether has just been. Yeah, what's he batting? 370 since July Something 1st. Something like that. He's batting right now. His like stats 370 are 300, over since July 500 with a nine something, a 983 OPS. And yep. And for like, all those people that are talking about his RBIs and his home runs, guess what? He's top 40 in home runs now after being way out of it for a very long time. Let's uh, also he was gone for 21 games. He so. was. He's he's he missed three weeks of full baseball this year. 
I don't think he's going to miss much more. This is the type of guy who he is. He's blue-collared, hard worker. He's always in the lineup every single day. At least he tries to be. Like, there has to be something really wrong if this guy's not in the lineup. So, And when you talk about not not I want when you talked about dialed in yeah, he's dialed in <laughs> but you talk about somebody who just went you know when it ter- in terms of the MVP right you talk about somebody who just their value yes. to a certain franchise yes is undeniably greater than anyone else's and that's how it's defined each season and yes I understand Tatis is probably still at the top of the ranks but he's hurt right now. And realistically, you take Tatis out of the lineup, does that hurt the Padres? Yes. Do they still have a good team? Yes. You take Trey, Trey Turner or Max Muncy out of the Dodgers. Are, are they still both great team? Or, or Yeah. Are they still yeah, a absolutely. great team? Yes. Does it hurt them not having them? Sure. But, man, you take Bryce Harper out of this lineup, you don't know what can happen because he's the catalyst. So, I mean, the t- just the value that, that he has given to the Phillies this year, I, I don't – I wouldn't say it's in his grasp yet, but he's certainly on pace for it, and I don't think there's any denying that. That's a great point you bring up about you know the value of a team because I I really do, a th- like a thousand percent agree with you. He's the one guy where if you take out if you take him out of the lineup, there is a massive hole that you you Can't cannot you, yeah it has much as you you can try to fill it yeah. He's just a force, dude, and he he walks all the time. He's on base all the time. Mm-hmm. He gets on at least one to two times, and I mean most of the time it's two times a night. Every once in a while he'll go one. I haven't seen this guy not be on. What's he on a sixteen game on 17. base streak now? Seventeen. This guy has been unreal, and he's hit like six or seven home runs in the past eleven to twelve games. Don't let him heat up like that. When you see Bryce Harper going opposite field at the bank. There is a problem for other mm-hmm. pitchers. If he is driving the ball all over Same the place, with J- and, and you know what? We'll oh, and JT too. Players, but JT, but yeah. JT's the type of guy where he kind of always, when he gets into, I mean, he he always sprays his home runs. Yes, but Bryce when Harper, he's on fire. You see him hit a lot of when Bryce, field home but when runs. Bryce isn't, yeah. like when Bryce doesn't have his swing, he's you saw it last year. Yeah, anything. Balls, yes, yeah. exactly. Ground balls, or he's not. You know, yeah, he's not fully getting extended. He's waiting for every pitch. Anything he sees outside, he's driving it the other way. That is a problem just, for the rest of the league. Dude. His his eye has been phenomenal lately. His his just whole overall approach. I don't know. For me, at least, it feels different. It feels more relaxed, less intense. But man, that that swing is so vicious, so violent, so pure, too. And, it, and it's so oh. pure. I I guess from a funda- fundamental standpoint, I hate it because he like pulls his whole entire body out. But to each their own, whatever works for him. And if it's going to work, which it has been, I can't complain. You get what I'm saying? It's just weird to see a player like everything is turning. Yeah. But, man. Absolutely. Oh, There's a case for him. How, how can you and we're going to get to, obviously, we're going to get to uh, Zach Wheeler and how he's dominated and what he's done. But I want to get to a couple points of the MLB whip round before we get to the rest of the Phillies. Because like Colin said earlier, this is going to be mostly a Phillies podcast today. We really want to talk about these guys and get in-depth about everybody. Dig in. Uh, so we're going to give you the quick MLB whip around real quick. Uh, the Red Sox are starting to struggle in... A tight division. A, it's a very interesting tight. AL East now. Four very good teams, all over 10 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 500. <laughs> the Yankees made some big acquisitions at the trade deadline, acquiring the likes of Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo. Uh, they got better. So 
But they Andrew are Heaney. struggling with a whole COVID outbreak. They are struggling with that. But, like I said, they, they always find a way to have their stars miss the lineup until mm-hmm. the playoffs. But all they got to do is get in, and they're a problem. They're looking good, and oh my gosh, I, I'm going to make a bet. After this podcast, actually, maybe right now, because I'm I'm over the legal age of 21, so I can tell you people that I'm making a bet right now that I think the Toronto Blue Jays might steal that division. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, they are so good at the plate, dude. And acquiring a guy like Barrios, (sighs) Toronto is a problem in that division. How how far out are they? Seven yeah, games from yeah. Tampa, and listen, Tampa Bay's a great team. I don't see this them is, slowing yeah, down. But this is what I'll say. Let me let me give you like my quick analysis. So you have all these. So you have, let me go over the records. You got Tampa Bay sixty eight and forty four, Boston sixty five and forty nine, New York sixty one and fifty, Toronto sixty and fifty. Now, one of the most notable things that when you look at these standings, you see that Toronto, New York, and Tampa Bay are all eight and two in their last ten, and then you take a look at Boston, and they are two and eight in their last ten. But what I find to be absolutely amazing is that with a run differential for Boston at plus 33 and New York is plus 15, and those two teams are both ahead of Toronto, Toronto's plus or run differential is 123. And what does that tell you? They had no pitching in the beginning yes, of the year. That, and now with yes. the acquisition of Jose Barrett, did they get anybody else at the deadline pitching-wise? I don't Brad think they... Brad Hand. Brad Hand? But that's yeah, it. Great. As a bullpen but, guy. Uh, Jose Barrios is going to make them a lot better, and if Robbie Ray continues to do what he's been doing, Hinjin Ryu has been not the same guy we saw last no, but year. He's been pretty but good. Yeah, he's, he's been, been, been pretty solid. They have a decent four if they somehow squeak into the playoffs. Well, the eight, you know what? I know has been very good for him yes, this year. Exactly. You know what? Another thing that intrigues me about uh, not just that division, but the whole AO. The wild card race is going to be tight, tight, tight. Very interesting because another team I want to get to. The uh, Central's out of it. It's going to be the White Sox. No other. Contenders. Yes, uh, yes. The Central is out of it, but another team we want to talk about is Oakland. Yes. The Athletics are making a push, and they got better Not as well. Necessarily just for the wild card. No. Yes. Exactly. They're two games out of Houston. So. Are, so you have the eight and two in their last. Yeah, and ten, they yeah. they got bet. Starling Marte has been a fantastic acquisition mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. and especially getting the news that Ramon Laureano is going on the eighty day suspension per- list. Perfect. Yeah, I, that's a great move for them. And I don't know. I mean, Billy Bean's Billy Bean. I mean, you, you don't make a movie about a guy that can't flex yeah. his muscles and like. Come on, who yeah. are guys like Mark Conha? Who are guys like yeah, I know. Who, Matt Olson came out of nowhere. Well, you know what's crazy? Matt Chapman yeah. came out of nowhere. Josh well, Donaldson came out of nowhere. Pretty, pretty. I get well, that. Yeah, I get I'm sa- you know what I'm saying? They yeah. all have come yeah, up yeah. and you're like, who is this guy? But this guy knows how to evaluate baseball players. Well, and it's, it's Why do you think the Boston st- Red Sox tried to... S- no, hold on. Before you say anything. Why do you think the Boston Red Sox tried to steal this guy, Billy Bean, for as much money as they tried to from the Oakland Athletics? Because... They don't... St- cause well, listen. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you know how the Red Sox work. Yes. They don't spend money on anything. Exactly. Because this guy, with a payroll, with a payroll of a big team, just, I uh, can see this guy being the Dodgers, but staying under the tax. Basically. Like, it would be incredible. It would be incredible. So Okay, but yeah, keep yeah. going. So, Sorry, I, I, a, no, a little fine. Billy Bean uh, man crush moment right it's there. all right. The thing about well it, it continues with billy bean you know everyone's talking about the starling Marte trade right and that has been absolutely fantastic for them now, i'm not saying josh harrison and jan gums are some entirely amazing upgrades but they have actually contributed quite nicely um since they've been acquired so 
you know, the face value of the Starling Marte trade, obviously that's going to help them more in the long run, but no one really talks about the depth and like having a guy like Josh Harrison, a veteran, a guy who can be decent on the base pass, get you a couple of key hits here and there. You saw what he did with the Nationals on the World Series team. He had a clutch home run. You know, it's just very simple stuff like that. And and then the catching depth, you know, uh, Sean Murphy's young. Obviously, you want him to get acclimated to playing every single day, but a catcher usually doesn't. Um, you know, so taking two maybe out of seven games a week, uh, you know, pending what kind of week they're having, having Jan Gomes catch those two games, yeah. you know, keeps keeps Jan Gomes players and fresh. Josh Harrison. That's what I'm saying. Having both of them and being able to start them every once in a while. And Marte, keep play- yeah, yeah. Marte's just, a great acquisition, man. Uh, I mean, Marte's gonna really, really help them. And Jesse Lazard or Jesus Lazardo, Jesus Lazardo. He, like. They couldn't. They couldn't fix him. He, exactly. He needs a fresh start, and that's what they did. And my, I mean, Miami in a couple of years might have very good. They pitching. know how to develop pitchers. They might have. Well. That's what I'm saying. They might have some very good pitchers. So that's something to look yeah. out for. But we live in the now, and we don't care about the Miami Marlins right now. Yeah. So we're gonna move. Well, on. we don't care about the Marlins in general. Well, until they get good. Until they get when, good, then, well, then when will that then happen? Not, I don't know. They yeah. might have to move out of Miami to get even people too good yeah, for now so. for now i'm not sweating uh so let's move to the nl central because unlike the al central the nl central has a little bit of interest in it uh the reds are becoming a quite good baseball team uh we always knew they could hit but they're pitching they, their pitching has stepped up massively and uh the first guy you can point out right away is luis castillo went from being absolutely terrible his first 12 starts to being pretty said he can yeah be. he's he's being he's been Far good, dude. Yeah, he's he's been very good. So, the thing with me is, I look at a team like the Reds, and I think they probably have a little bit too much of a mountain to climb right now with Milwaukee. Uh, they have a couple head to heads with them uh, for the rest of the year, but I don't know if they can make up the ground that they need to make up to get there. What are they? Six games out. They are currently five games out. Five There's games out, and and, and Milwaukee has struggled a little bit, but their pitching has been very very good, and they've gotten some very timely hitting from a lot of guys that you wouldn't really expect to be as good as they are like Brewers. Milwaukee yeah the Milwaukee's lineup like I look at guys like I don't know like Rowdy Tellez and like well Willie Adamas has been Adamas has been good amazing yeah. for them since they picked him up but certain um, guys, like Jackie Bradley Jr. yeah has been but, like, but like a guy like Avizel Garcia he's been decent for him he, Yelich, he puts up decent power in, yeah hasn't been Yelich it's like certain things aren't clicking for their lineup but their pitching is taking them where they are and they're getting timely hits which is everything like if you can get time i'm not knocking the way they're winning games i'm just saying the way they win games doesn't last and i don't know i mean if cincinnati can keep pitching the way they do i don't see anybody else in that st louis isn't just not good they have no pitching uh chicago and pittsburgh they're out they sold so milwaukee and cincinnati i can see milwaukee winning the division but i can see cincinnati making a little bit of push for a wild card spot well the thing the thing with cincinnati is that it's not just Luis Castillo that's helped him out. Um, Sonny Gray has been struggling, but at the end Ma- of the day, he, what is uh, Tyler Maley? He's yes, been amazing for him. Yes, not amazing, but, but he's been good. He's been he's been good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been very very good. But the guy who has been amazing in perspective to what he was supposed to offer, Wade Miley, has been their best pitcher this year, arguably. He is currently sitting at 121 innings. Yeah, he's, he's not good. a strikeout pitcher. He's nine and four with a two seven five. 
And this is a guy, this is a veteran. He didn't get paid a ton of money. He's kind of there just to be there. That's what he was signed for. He's 34 years old. He's probably on a one-year contract. Nothing crazy. And he's putting up numbers. Yeah. He's putting up four with a two point seven five with the lineup he has behind him. It's pretty nice. I mean, if you can if you can stay if you can stay below a three yeah. with the lineup that they have, you're gonna you're gonna have the wins. I think Vladimir Gutierrez yeah. hasn't been awful either. Yeah, I think seven it's... and three with a four you could have a four yeah. and be seven and three with the lineup they have. So I mean They've it's had a couple guys that have done half decent things for them and like that's that's a little scary for certain teams and the way Castillo started, it was what two and eight with like a six seven. One and eight. Yeah, with like a six seven ERA, he's got that to six and ten with a four. Good luck. That's a big difference. And like you were saying, you know the Brewers, the way they win is timely hits and good pitching, and and you can't always bank on okay we can put up three runs three out of the five days a week or three out of five games. You know, when you have Peralta, Woodruff, or Burns pitching, and you can expect them to hold them somewhere between zero to three runs, uh, you know, that only holds up for so long and only works so much. So uh, it's really just a matter of whether Brewers hitting falters completely or even if their pitching takes a step down, but anything can happen. Anything can happen, and I like like I said, I look at this Reds lineup, and I don't see a lot of these guys slowing down. Jesse Winker obviously has slowed down a little bit from his 340 three average but he's still been good but yeah he had I mean, a very great week last Castellanos week as well. is just well he just he he just came he's off the, the best, il i know but he i think he's the best pure contact hitter in the nl yeah pure contact hitter i would Plain say simple adam like, frazier i mean no but we're talking he about adds contact. some power with okay well yeah yeah like i'm just saying like he makes the most good contact Okay, yeah, In yeah, my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Him, Frazier's close, obviously. When yeah. it comes into getting a single, driving a ball in the gap, or whatever. Drive place, it, yeah. He can drive the baseball with the best of them. Anywhere. Yes. Yeah. With okay, the best that of makes them. sense. Uh, but yeah, no, so the Reds have been very, very good, so that's going to be an interesting vision, uh, interesting division to keep an eye on. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about here is Gabe Kapler uh, and uh, the Giants are now this. four games ahead of the Dodgers, and I want to say around six and a half of San Diego. 71 wins, what is it, 39 losses, I believe. I mean, they have been, they've been good. I mean. They're 71 and 40, 41. That's just. Dude, like, they have 71 wins, most of the MLB, four and games above the Dodgers, who have a a borderline super team. And what's crazy is that this team, in perspective, lacks superstar power. They have two... They don't have any superstars. I mean, Buster Posey was a um, superstar. They're washed up superstars, but are they even washed yeah. up? Because they're like, performing well, now. It's, it's, it's kind of like you look at, like, these guys remind me of the 2011 Phils and the 12 Phils. The last couple years that they had all their stuff, they had guys, Howard, Utley, all these guys at the end of their careers, J-Roll, uh, actually Utley might have been gone by then, but... You know what I'm saying? They had all these guys at the end trying to make a last push. They had a very good pitching staff, and you know they couldn't get it done. So I look at the I look at that San Francisco team. Uh, it's a kingdom ready to collapse, but they're going for one. We've more. been saying this for two months now. It's no, no, it's no, no, no. I'm saying they're gonna make the playoffs this year and make a run this year. But the years after this, it's a small window. Who knows? Yeah. I don't want to say it's a small window because they have young guys that could step up into roles, but 
Will they be as good as they are without are they this veteran leadership? Bryant? Are they going to do a lot of things? Yes, exactly. Is Kevin Gosman so, uh, a lot of question marks, or is he... A lot of question marks with the Giants in the future, but right now, and we're living in right now, the Giants are the best team in baseball. So, look out for the Giants. And that playoff atmosphere in San Francisco is no joke. I mean, if, if we see a Phillies-Giants series, boy, that might be something really, really cool. Because San Francisco is... They're wild, dude. They're wild they're, over there. Just... They, I mean, you look at... I remember... Shout out Jeff Lingo. I remember when uh, Travis Ishikawa hit one into the night and beat the Cardinals in the mm-hmm. NLCS to win mm-hmm. that pennant for them. That place looked absolutely Wild. nuts. Yep. It looked nuts. So, like, atmospheres like that, you never know, man. Hopefully. Hopefully. But we're going to get right into the yes. fills now. Yes. We're going to get into the fills. I'll let you talk about... Well, we already talked about Harper. I don't... There's no I just really want to re- talk about these... I Alright, so right off the jump here. The offense has been unbelievable. The, the best, we rank in the top five in every single yes. category. Not every single category, but most important categories since July 1st. Yes. They have been unbelievable, and they're all feeding off of each other. With that being said, the three guys, in my opinion, that have just been absolutely dynamic, haven't missed a beat these past two weeks, uh... With the exception of Reese, because he has been Gordon, hurt for a yeah. little bit. But that's only been for the past four games, I believe. They played one of the games and did good. Yeah, so Harp, Reese, and BCIB, JT. These guys have kind of put the team on their back a little bit here. Well, and they're supposed to be the people that are the heart of this lineup. And that's where they're placed in the lineup. But it's just... I wish people like like I, people would look at JT's name and say, "Yeah, he's the best catcher in baseball." But not not everyone's gonna agree on that. Like it's a solidified thing, but mm-hmm. like put some respect on his name. Like people would be like, "He's only batting two seventy with these numbers and these numbers." I don't think people have understood in the last month, at least from what I've seen, how clutch he's been in certain situations. And you know, we'll talk about the games, but there were a couple games in the past two weeks where. You know, we're down in the bottom of the 7th, bottom of the ninth, bottom bottom of the 8th, top. It doesn't matter. And you need him to, you know, there's a runner in scoring position. We're down by one or two, and you need him to come through with a clutch hit. And he has just been, he's been on top of everything in any situation lately. And I don't think people are really valuing that part of him. And and as for Hoskins, you know, people look at his average, well, he's batting around 240. That's just mad, but... You know, he. I think he's still currently the the team leader in home runs. It's crazy that Harper is about to pass him, but he has a ton of extra base hits this year, and and he's driving in runs, and he's doing everything you basically expect. And I just hate the fact that people put him down just because of his average, but he's do, he's doing so much more beyond that, and I don't think people are respecting it. And as for Harper, I mean, we already know about Harper. People forget with JT that. Uh... The highest batting average uh, last year was uh, JT at two seventy five. Catcher's a, a thin catcher. position, and people don't. Understand catcher's that. a thin position, and catchers catch. They yeah. are on their knees the entire game. Uh, newsflash: that ain't easy to do, especially as a like. I know for a fact that I would not be able to do that. I did it when I was a kid, and I was I, dead after every I know, game, yes, so. exactly. Imagine being a grown man yeah. doing this every single day. They're not supposed to be 
as good of hitters as your outfielders, they your first basemen. Yes, exactly. And historic, historically, yes, they've never been. JT, the past three to five years, has by far been the best hitting catcher in the MLB. And, and defensively. Yes, well, exactly. Yeah. And defensively. So, I, I think I don't he's get, taken a step back this year defensively, though. I don't. He's get, not throwing out as many runners as I've seen him in the I don't past. get the slander on him, though. No, I, I don't mean, get it. I, I, he's, he's got a 270 at, He struggled in the beginning of the year. I'm not going to lie to you. But, and struggling for JT is batting around 250, which is better than most guys already. But that's struggling for JT. He's up to around 270, 271. I hate to break it to you guys. Oh, the haters out there. It's just going to keep going up. <laughs> He's going to finish the year around 280, 285. I promise. This like, team, the fact that the, not just him, but the rest of the team is clicking, is, is that alone is going to boost his stats. Yes, like if, if they're all hitting and the amount of protection he has in the lineup, he is going to see the pitches he wants to see. I promise that average is just going to keep going up. So is the OPS. It's all going to keep going up. Just what I watch. love is that I think that pitchers currently, because I do think that the Phillies have been walking a lot more than usual, and it's kind of like a domino effect. It's like a pitcher might not want to face Bryce Harper, so they'll throw a little bit away if, away to him. So if they walk him, they walk him. And then next thing you know, you walk Harper, and then JT's up. And it's like, okay, well, I could throw to JT, but they're throwing too comfortably to JT at that point because it's not Harper. And, and that makes it so much easier on JT. And that's what I'm saying when he doesn't get the respect he deserves. I feel like like pitchers don't pitch to him like he's an elite hitter, like he can be. I, I think that's agree with I think that. that's ridiculous. But for for the Phillies' sake, I'm okay with it. You know what? Let him crush the ball. Like that's fine with me. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, another guy I want to talk about who I've I've given a very hard time to to Mr. Hoskins because I just expect so much out of him. Yeah. I expect so much out of this guy, Reese Hoskins. As soon as he came up, I don't think I've ever told you this. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but as soon as he came up, he he stole my heart, Con. He yeah, stole same. my heart. He stole he, everyone's he, heart in Philly. He was fantastic, and yeah, he broke I the just ex- record. I think I expected too much. Considering what he did. Too quickly. Like, I expected this guy to just continue, like, to be like Ryan Howard off the bat type stuff. Yeah. Which he was not. And I was disappointed because I I thought personally that he could be that type of player. He's kind of showing me he can be that type of player this year. He's I, like and, a discount version of the big piece. Yeah, he's the Walmart version. Yeah. Listen, 24 home runs and 68 RBIs. A little over half. I mean, not a little over halfway. I'd say we're... A, just about a week or so away from three-fourths done the year. If he hits 30 home runs and around 90 RBIs with a 250 average, I cannot complain about Reese Hoskins. His OPS is over 800 as if well. If he, listen, and he's just a force in the lineup, man. And he's another guy where if they have a playoff atmosphere, you remember what he did opening day against mm-hmm. the Braves. They get locked in when the fans bring it. And that's another thing we're going to talk about later in the episode is the fans and how how much of a difference it makes when that place is show sold out. Up, please show up if you can. If you are able to go to a game, do it because it it's, in any it's sport, gonna be, dude, in any sport. It's going to be a phenomenon though for the for the Phillies because there hasn't been a red October here in a very long time and people are itching for it, man. I'm telling you people are itching 
to see these guys back in the playoffs. And I think they have a real, real shot now. Help these guys out, man. Go to these games. They have three against the Dodgers starting tomorrow. It's going to be big games. These players want to know that we care, like that we want to see this team win. We don't we don't want this team to go on some massive win streak and, and people still not show up and be like, all right, people don't care. You don't know how that affects a player personally. You don't know what that puts their mood in. Yeah, no, you just for don't sure. Know, so but just... people are going to show out. I know it because it's Red October and it's, and it's, it's that type of season, dude. I'm telling you, it's that type of season. When that place is jumping, it is so fun like mm-hmm. it is just awesome all right let's get to zach yeah let's yeah. get to zach weird because listen on 99 percent of sports betting apps you five know years 100 million dollars 120 million 110. no no no. 120 with incentives he incentives you know what one of those incentives are do you know what one of those incentives i are? don't do you want to know? Yeah. Cy Young? Yep. He's about, to get, he's about to cash in. If he wins Cy Young, I know that this guy is getting a crisp, cool, certain amount of funds from the Phillies. and It's not going to be a crazy amount. But it's it's not, be, but it's going to be nice. For after, us. And for on, us, t- on, like, oh and on God, top of it, winning the award. It, yep. Because listen, if a man named Jacob DeGrom pitched the entire year, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And I firmly believe that because Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher on the planet. And every time he's on the mound, he shows that. But, but every time he's on the mound. He's not on the mound. He's on the IL. I bet you the Phillies would have lost one of those games this weekend if Jacob DeGrom was on the mound for one of them. Maybe yeah. not against the Wheeler game. That's why right now is the time to win. Right now is the time but, to win. But, like I said, Zach Wheeler is a legit contender for this award. Contender? Contender? Right now? Walker Bueller and Zach Wheeler are two horses going around the final turn. They're going around the final turn. Just them. Yeah. There's not a lot of people behind them. Kevin Gosman, maybe. Yeah, but he's he's a couple feet. He's a couple feet behind them. I'm telling you. He... Those two are on a different level right now, and Zach Wheeler showed it yesterday. A two-hit shutout, 22 straight retired on a day that was supposed to be for the late, great Doc Holliday. Rest in peace to him. It was like, Joe Girardi said it best, it was like it was like Doc had his hand on his shoulder the entire game. Well, out of curiosity, do you know the last time a Phillies pitcher threw 22 consecutive? Yeah, it was Doc. Yeah. I know. I saw that. And it's it was, just, oh. It's, it's that's nice. what I'm saying. It's, it's nice. just amazing because, like, a full... Citizens Bank. Realistically, when was the last time we had a sold-out Citizens Bank Park for a moment like that? It was probably when Doc was pitching. Yeah, I got on my feels yesterday when I was seeing pictures of J. Roll. I I watched the ceremony before I went golfing, and it was awesome. Like seeing them all in the field, it was tear jerking. Really, seeing Raúl Banyas come on and everyone, the whole crowd screaming, Raúl. And then when it was when it was Carlos, it was I know, dude. It's awesome because it's like. Those are memories, man. Like that that was that was when I fell in love with these teams, man. Yeah, like same. those are the guys that made me fall in love with baseball. This and making me want to do this. So yeah, it, it was really cool to see all those guys back together and stuff. I know. It's, it was it's, a moment. It's pretty awesome. And as a Phillies fan, you know, it makes me it makes me happy about this current team because I'm seeing a lot of a lot of flashes of what I saw back then. Uh, maybe we're not quite there yet, but definitely think we're close. Definitely going in the right direction. So I am going to 
read you some stats about Mr. Zach Wheeler, and I want to, I want to ask you before. Is this like a little test, right? Here? No, not not yeah, not, not like a te- not like a test, but I I just I just want to ask you. He played how many years with the Mets? Do you know? I couldn't tell you. He's what, 31? 29? He is 31 years old. 31, okay. And, and how many years do you think he pitched for the Mets? Uh, Not the organization, the actual, the major the league Mets? team. I want to say like five, but he also missed a lot of time because of TJ, so I would probably say like I would probably say like three or four. So he pitched in five years, and I'd say you can combine his 2013 year and his 2017 year into one. Okay. So he's pitched four complete years with the okay, Mets. Okay, so that was a pretty good guess. Yes, yes. Last year with the Phillies, in the shortened season, obviously, he pitched 11 of the, th- what, 60 games? Yeah. And it was, so that's about a, right. He had a 3 nine, six, right? He had a 2 nine, two. Oh, he had a 2 nine, two last He had a 2 nine, two. I thought he had a 3 nine, six last year. Nope, that was, no, that, was the, that was the year. Yeah, yeah, yes, that, was that was the year before. Okay. This year he's got a 2.42. His Phillies career, he has... An average of a 2.65 ERA yeah, just in just about two total years. Yeah, it makes me happy. And with the Mets, he had roughly a four. Uh, it's almost like he figured out how to pitch. Not like how to pitch, but how to be successful in the MLB. Yeah. He throws a fastball that it's just so viciously fast not <laughs> but moves it's not fast but like his it's arm not, slot it's not well, it's fast, fast. Well, yeah. it's fast but his arm slot makes it so difficult, difficult. to pick up it's it's quite incredible what this guy's doing man and it, it makes you smile and it makes you have to tune in in his last 15 games he's got a 2.2 era yeah he's thrown more innings than anyone else he's got more strikeouts than anybody well, in the league we were talking about stats earlier one thing I wanted to point out because we were we, we were taking a nice look at Bryce Harper's war and what it is right now and he's sitting out a 3.4 war considering that he missed 21 games so if you throw that those 21 games in there he may very well be between 4.4.2 and 4.8 which is uh, among I'd say the top 20 if I'm not mistaken but then I asked Logan, Who's leading the league in war? And he didn't know. Currently leading the league in war and at about with about a point five game uh, a point five difference, it is Zach Wheeler. And a point five difference, I would say, is about two or three quality starts away. And just out of curiosity, Logan, this year, can you name th- any other players that have thrown three complete game shutouts this year? Can you can you name it? Three complete yeah, yeah, yeah. game shutouts besides Mr. Wheeler? Yeah. No. You know why? Because there is none? Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, this has been a guy who, who's been accountable for how many quality starts? He leads the league in quality starts. For those who don't know, quality starts, six innings, three earned runs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he's going above and beyond, you know, just that average quality start. This is a guy who has been able to consistently give us seven-plus innings of one-to-two-run ball. And how often have the Phillies had that in the last ten years? Or since since the squad that showed up yesterday at the game was there? Not much. Not much. That's Not the answer. Much. We had Nolan 2017, and that's it. Or 2018, I think. It was 2018. And 
I, I'm soaking it in. I'm yeah. enjoying it because, man, uh, you know, as much as I love watching hitters crush a ball, I, I love when a pitcher throws a beautiful game. To me, it, it mm-hmm. is just such a beautiful thing. Especially it's, when he's on uh, your team. It's just pure dominance, too. So, here's an interesting stat for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. There are two teams in the MLB uh, with two guys in the top ten of ERA. Can you name them? Two guys. Yeah, Gibson, Wheeler. Two teams. Oh, two teams? Two Phillies? teams. Yeah. It's not the Mets anymore. They're, they're sleeping. No. It's got, is it a random team? No, kind easy, of? Dodgers? No. Come on, it's easy. Potter? Oh, dude. dude, am I like going crazy oh, here? Who has an insanely good rotation? That has... Go on, bro. Is it the Giants? No, no, dude. Dude, is it in our division? No. Oh, uh, it's the White Sox. No. No, what? It's so easy, dude. Astros. No. Hey, this is a playoff team. Yes. This is a playoff yes. team. I've named like every no, single team. Haven't. Tampa Bay. No. I've named oh, every Red Sox. No. I'll keep going. Oh, oh my, my god. Gosh. Uh, Giants, Padre, dude, I've named Brewers. Brewers. Yes. Oh my. Can I give god. you my they reason? They have three. Can I give you my? They reason? have three. Listen, listen, listen. Let me give you my reason. They have three. Now, NL Central to me is the most forgotten division. Okay, but they, they have suck. three. Yes, I know. Burns, Peralta, and Woodruff. I know. I, I just know. slipped. I slipped. I'm thinking of all these. Do you cre- know the last time a Phillies pitcher led the league in ERA? Because we were, if he continues on by this, the end of the season, or just at by some the end point. of the season. Do you know the last Philly? Had to be Roy Halladay, right? No. Cole Hamels. No. Cliff Lee. Nope. It's someone in that era? Nope. No. Carlton. Yes. With a 1.97. Oh, man. Carlton na- lefty was great. In 1972. Yeah. All right. Zach Wheeler. Cy Cannon. Hold on real quick, man. That took me a while to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the last time the Phillies had an MVP and Cy Young? MVP and Cy Young on the, in the same year. In the, what year? Do, am I naming the year it happened? Do you uh, know the no, answer to I, this? I know the players. You know the players? Yes. Oh, man. For the Phillies. Yes. It, it, we're talking, it has to be Carlton and Schmidt. And it has to be 1970. The World Series year. 1980. The World Series I was going to say 1980 because of the World Series, but I felt like that. So the last strong. time a Philadelphia sports team named the Phillies had an MVP and Cy Young in the same year, that year ended with a parade down Broadway. Right, I'm not getting the same. Just part. saying. I, know. I, I see the trend, but I don't, Just saying. I don't want to get my hopes up that much. All if, right. if it comes down to it, I think we could win a wild card game solely because of Wheeler. Yeah. So let's get on the game. We're not going to get in the wild card game. We're winning the division. All right. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're that's winning true. the We're division, the people. Baby. We are winning the division, people. All right. Let's get to the next thing. Uh, let's get into some game overviews of the eight game winning streak. We're going to forget about the uh, the rest of the Pittsburgh and Washington debacle. Uh, it's whatever. It happened. Move on. So. The game overviews of the eight-game winning streak. Uh, they play Washington again. And can you talk about that first game for a little bit? Because to me, the first game of that Washington series, yes, you won that last game in Pittsburgh. Yes. But that first game in Washington, to me, set the tone 
for the rest of this year. I just want to make sure I think. Okay, yeah. So, it was a new thing this week. Uh, a lot of things... Well, first of all... Let me move this mic back over here. So, first of all, this was after the deadline. So, at this point, we had acquired Gibson. We had acquired Ian Kennedy. And we also acquired Hans Kraus, a decent prospect, which I think gave us the win. Which the was, key, to me, uh, a very key piece of that trade considering getting rid of Spencer uh, Mr. Harris. Spencer. Um, I think Hans Cruz, I don't want to talk about him a lot, but to me, I think that is a move that will be very Beneficial. undervalued until you see him come up and yes. see him produce because he has been very, very he good in double A this year. And he's been very good in double yes. A this year. So, this game, uh, right after the deadline happened, we were told that, okay, Ranger Suarez will be t- picking up the last spot in the rotation. And that Chase Anderson was going to be starting again. And obviously, we just, you know, uh, just don't like him. Um, but Ranger Suarez, and they made it clear that they were going to build him up. They said three innings first game, five innings the next. Five innings didn't happen. We'll get to that. But three innings, and he came out firing three shutout innings, no hits, one walk, one strikeout. He did his time. And, man, just the rest of the bullpen – well, not the rest Key of the bullpen. Key piece I need to talk yeah. about right go now. Go ahead, go ahead. Hector Neris has been outstanding since he's gotten rid of, since he's gotten out of the closing role. Yeah, he's and, a great reliever, but he's that, not a good closer. I agree with you, and but they need Hector to be Hector in the, you know, fifth and sixth inning of games as well, and that's what he's doing. That's, I guess, the pressure being off him has really done wonders for him because, let me tell you something. There's a Hector big difference Neris in his ERA. Hector Neris has been very. Very good since he's been out of the closer role. Uh, from around a 420 going out of the closer role to a 39 now. Uh, impressive stuff. We need him to keep doing that. The Phillies, back to this game, I mean, like he was saying, the whole bullpen really did good. Ian Kennedy had a little bit rough of an outing uh, his first go. Oh, well. He got out of it. And you can only expect so much out of Eniel De Los Santos. The He's offense awful. in the fifth really came alive. Yes, and you're down 5-3 in the ninth. JT's up with a guy on second and third. You need a hit. He came up in a little bit in the beginning of that game with the bases loaded and didn't come through. I kind of always had a feeling he's not going to yeah. not come through two yeah, times yeah. in a row for you on the same day. Man on second and third. Rips one into the center right field gap. Gets him on second. Uh, I believe Brad Miller then walked, and then Reese pinch hit and hit a two-run double to yes. make it 7-5. Yes. And, yeah, they win that game, and that really sets the tone for the team. Moving on, you go to the next game in Washington, and that was a win again. No, no Reese didn't hit a two-run double. Four. I believe Alec Boehm had a, had a follow-up base hit right after that. That scored, that scored JT. And then some other things happened. But one of them was Alec Boom because I was. This was when I went down to my apartment. I grabbed my keys, and uh, stuff like that. I, and I was following the game on my phone. Yeah. All right. So Zach Wheeler comes in for this next game, and he really dominated through six innings. Uh, he was very, very good. Didn't have the strikeouts that he usually has, yeah. but I mean, he usually tends to have close to ten. Uh, he only had five. He got in a little bit of trouble in the seventh. Uh, he gave up a two-run home run, and then in the eighth, he also gave up another two-run home run. So they had him go. Up to the eighth inning, you know it didn't work Turned out. out after seven point one, yeah. the Phil scored three big runs in the seventh thanks to a 
two-out double by Ronnie Torres. He scored two on it. And Gene Segura had an RBI. Bryce Harper had an RBI. And this is kind of when Bryce kind of woke up a little bit. Uh, JT had two hits again. His average kept climbing. Ronnie T has been uh, oh outstanding. Ronnie T has team. been a guy that has been so underrated. Yeah, I mean it's just been great. He's been the role player that we needed. Yeah, he's been outstanding. Third game of the series. Yeah, to pick it up, Chase Anderson does what he usually does: four innings, three earned. I mean, like me and Colin said, you want ideally we'd want them to get five, five two. to two, but four and three is you know relatively the same. You kind of know you're offense needs to take you like to a game like this when you have Chase Anderson on the mound. Yep. It's exactly what happened. I mean, these guys have just been absolutely raking, especially lately. When you know mm-hmm. Andrew Knapp's going two for five on the day you rest JT, you know something's clicking with your whole offense. Bryce went three for five with two RBIs. Reese went two for four with three RBIs. Two runs scored, both of them. Jankowski, two runs scored at the leadoff position. Huge that he's getting on Didi base with an RBI. has been fairly underwhelming all year. Yes, Didi headed big R- two RBIs in this game. Uh, yeah, so, in, you know, going on, the road, ne- going on the road anywhere is never easy. Uh, so, when you can go and win these games, it's, it's pretty massive. Uh, and then... The last game of this series was on Thursday. Yeah, I I want to talk about this yeah, one because ahead. you know who was involved. Listen, oh, this was the JT game. This, yeah, this. Well, JT had two games in the national yes. series where he came through clutch. Yes, but so, this was the one he did it in the ninth, and this yes. Ben Reese followed him. Yes. Nola, 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 Nola. Listen, I know what you're capable of. And I think a lot of people are forgetting what you're capable capable of because of this atrocious season you're having. And this was not a good outing. Five innings, five earned. The walks were bad. Three walks. It's just completely unlike him. And it's been like that all year. The walks. He's never been a walk guy. He's always been very, very fine with his pitches. But I do want to say that home run by Josh Bell was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. He had a beautiful curveball that came in right into the zone. And it was called a ball, I guess because it was a curveball and it was a little up in the zone. But it was well within the box. Uh, I saw it live on TV. It was well within the box. It went on game day on the MLB at Bad App. was also well well within the box. Should have been a called strike three. Didn't happen. Sent a screenshot to Logan later that day. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, I watched the game too, so that I saw it bad, happen. Yes, and I, that yeah, was it was bad. It wasn't Come good. On. But we're talking about the fightings. I mean, yeah. they they come they come in the ninth and JT again same position he was earlier in the series comes up again huge clutch with a two run double and then this is the game where Reese has a guy on first and second drives them both in Bryce was actually standing on first drives them both in to make it seven five in the ninth. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone gave up an unearned run in the the Phillies had three errors in this game Alvarado. which is. And defense has obviously been a huge problem all year. Bomb's been terrible defensively. We'll talk about and that. And Didi has been struggling defensively. That's something that's got to change. But, yes, like Colin said, we'll talk about that in a little bit. 7-6 is the final. They win this one, and you sweep a four-game series in D.C. against a depleted Nationals team. Nice. Yeah, like, that's what you better. need to do. You better. Especially before a massive, gargantuan series head with the head. New York Mets at, at home. At this point, we're, we're a half game out before the start of the yes, series. Yes, you're a half game out of a struggling team who is also dealing with an injury bug with their most paid player in Francisco Lindor and 
arguably would have been MVP Jacob DeGrom. So, a vulnerable team that you need to at least... Take at the, least take the lead in the division. The yes. Win the series. At least take the lead in the division. That was the expectation was to win the series. Game one. It's Friday night. Marcus Stroman and the newly acquired Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson walked four batters in this game. And I know what you're thinking. You walk four batters, you're most likely giving up at least two to three runs. But 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 Kyle Gibson worked out of his jams. Uh, crazy jams. Yes. He, crazy like, it, jams. It kind of dude. felt like every single inning he had a couple guys on base. Well, one one inning was bases loaded. Bases loaded no and one outs. was first and second. No outs. No, there was one out bases no, loaded. The, no, it wasn't because Stroman struck out because he just threw three straight down the middle. Oh, they yeah, said, don't yeah, hit. yeah, They basically told Stroman, don't, don't hit. hit. Yeah, he didn't Because you might swing. get into a double yep, play right he didn't here. Swing. He didn't swing at all. And then they got a and double play. Double play next pitch mm. after that. And it just doesn't get better than that. And he was pumped. And the, the, the intensity of it all. Yeah, he was jacked. Was beautiful. And they've never been... I mean, I don't know. Kyle Gibson was on the Twins when they were half decent. And I guess he probably missed his pitching in that atmosphere. Because when he was with Texas, they were awful. Yeah. Ian Kennedy hasn't been on a winning team in a very long time. He wants to pitch in a winning atmosphere. Both of them are going to... And he, you, he should, we'll get into that game in a second. But they're both showing the emotion. Yeah. And they both, I think, can kind of feel it as well. Yeah. I think the whole... Clubhouse win. feels it. That's they why they came it. here. Exactly. They feel it. Uh, so, they gave up two runs in the game, and they're actually both the newly acquired guys. Ian Kenny gave up another home run in the ninth. Uh, he had a three-run lead in the ninth, so I'm not I'm not too worried about him giving up the home run. But It's a little new team, Russ. You yeah, know, it's listen, okay. he's it's given right. up a couple home runs, but ideally, I like him in the closer position. I think yes, he has, he's where, he has what, decent yes. stuff, and I like how his fastball is elevated. relatively elevated and accurate. So... Listen, six innings, four hits, one earned from Kyle Gibson is exactly what you want. He's got a 2.79 ERA this year, and a lot of people are talking about how Kyle Gibson is a is a candidate for falling off because he's historically not a great yeah. pitcher. He's, yeah. I don't know, like around, I'd say around like a four or five. Yeah. But so was Weir before he came here. I I don't care. This guy was an all star this year. Like you can't judge a guy based off uh, his previous years in the league when what he's doing right now. Live in, in live in the now, and what he's doing right now is pitching great baseball. Well, he was pitching to the tune of before he got traded here a two eight seven ERA, uh, with with the uh, worst team in baseball, with the, one of the worst teams in baseball, and on top of that, what, and as bad as the Phillies' defense has been, Texas is in their infield has been worse defensively than ours. So the fact that that was happening with that kind of defense, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and he's a ground ball pitcher. It's so. not much better in Philly, but it's better. It's yeah, slightly. It's, yeah, exactly. So, it's massive for them, and a big, a huge bolt of energy from this game uh, had to be coming from D.D. Gregorius. I mean, he hit an absolute yeah, that was massive. bomb in the first inning against Stroman, or the second inning against Stroman. He hit an absolute missile, and then he hit a triple off the wall. So and then he got hurt. He did, yeah, and then he got hurt after. But he had, Didi had a really big game, and Bryce is, uh, you know, in the on. midst of a tear. Hold on. I know we don't do this often, but I I have to listen to Team Max call. I have to. I have to. I mean, this guy. This isn't used for money purposes, so no nope. no copyright, please. No copyright, me MLB, please. It's a, it's important for us. 
And here it is. Right in Diaz. Pop up. You know what I love about this call? Not just not the call. You know what I love? The memes of Edwin Diaz. Uh, yeah, it's a I pop know. up. Yeah, four hundred and forty two. He does that all up. the like, time. What? He does it all the time. It's if you really, if you look at it, like someone could hit a nuke and I'll just be like, oh, yep, pop up, get it straight right up. there. Yep, that almost went over the wall, Edwin. Not a lot of guys have ever done that. Ryan Howard did it, and Bryce did it. Yep. I mean, not a lot of guys have done that, and it almost went over the wall. And he was like, oh, no, yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's got it. Probably screaming, why didn't you leap? Why didn't you leap yeah, up? Right. But I mean, dude, special. That is yeah. special. I mean, that's that's what that's what that that's a, what made me yeah. fall in love with the Phillies, man. Like that atmosphere and that call everything, man. Like that is just so special, man. And that's what all these guys are feeling right now. They're feeling like this team is capable of doing something special. So that happens. I was in AC, so and I was at the sports book. So I, when I saw that happen, everybody yeah. started going crazy, and it was loud. And it was, oh, dude, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. So you get into the next game, right? And Saturday was another. Let me talk about bullpen. Let me, game. let me explain what happened. To yeah, Rangers. yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I just want to say real quick that the bullpen games to me are uh, like obviously they're a little frightening because you never know what you're going to get from the bullpen. But realistically, the past four to five times they've had a bullpen game yeah they've been fine yeah and that you're not gonna have bullpen games in the playoffs but if you make a bullpen game your fifth starter i'm okay with that it was ever since um what's his name christopher sanchez started that one game when we all when a bunch of players had in boston Boston. and they won yeah so i want to talk about ranger suarez real quick so i already mentioned what his situation was now, the three walks were probably the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I don't mm. know if you watched this oh, game. I did. I, I don't think an umpire could have been more inconsistent than this one. He could throw one pitch right on the corner, it'd be called a strike, do the same exact thing, and it'd be a ball the very next at bat. Uh, I, I was checking numerous websites for what their, you know, what their uh, strike zone looked like and how the pitches were coming in. Did they look funky? Is there a reason why the umpire called it like this? No. Uh, you know, in games like this, that's just inexcusable as an umpire, even if you're giving, let's say on a right-handed batter, you're giving that outside call by an inch or two, you know, that's okay, but at least be consistent with it, you know, give it for both pitchers, make sure it's the same, because the fact that you're, you know, you're not giving Ranger those calls, but then you look at the Mets pitcher and he was getting those calls, it's just like, to me, that's ridiculous, at, at the very least, uh, you know, whether... Yeah, keep a, the strikes inconsistent. Yes, whether a person disagrees with the fact that this was a ball this was a strike you can't call one a ball and one a strike when they're in the same exact spot so again at the very least you have to have some consistencies especially in big games like this because you know you don't know how that's going to affect the pitcher you could tell ranger suarez was visibly frustrated this was a guy who was supposed to go five innings but had his pitch count absolutely destroyed you know by these terrible calls and, and you know you could see the frustration in him after he got a ground out to end end one inning before he threw the ball to first base. He like wiped his head like, "Jeez, yeah. I just had to went through this entire thing." I know. And then when you know he he was noticeably upset when he was uh got taken out of the game. He had only gone two point two, I believe. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's been it's been yeah. yeah it's and the way he got out of it was I mean great. All right. So J D Hammer, did you see it? No, I didn't. What is it? What round do you think he was drafted in in the MLB draft? J D Hammer. And by what team? Maybe trick question. Maybe not. Okay, I'll just say the Phillies. No. Okay, then I'm probably not. I don't yeah. feel like guessing a bunch of teams it. again. But it wasn't the Phillies. I don't know. Maybe like a fifth, sixth round pick. J.D. Hammer was a 24th round pick, oh. pick number 710, uh, by the Colorado Rockies. What trade did we get him in? J.D. Hammer threw eight innings this year, has eight strikeouts, uh, a 1.13 whip, and he's one zero with a count it zero ERA, zero. J.D. Hammer's been pretty good this year, and obviously this is a small sample size, and eight innings isn't as not nearly as much as you want to see from him. I do him. remember briefly, last year and the year before that, he was highly touted. He was supposed to be like, all right, this guy's supposed to be an elite reliever, and now we're kind yeah, of seeing well, that. Yeah. So. And that's what I'm saying. You have, if you, this is the thing they've been missing for a while. If you have pieces like J.D. Hammer doing this, guys, you're not expecting to do this, but they come out of nowhere and show out for it's Ronnie T. Uh, they haven't had this Brad in a Miller, long time. Brad Miller. These are... This is what I'm saying. The past, they've been trying to do this the past, I don't know, three years now. Ever since they got Bryce, really. They've been trying to find the right role pieces that can just complement the big pieces just enough. Just enough. And that's kind of what's happening now. They just have to hold their own. You see, like you see, though, there's certain games where the big pieces don't step up. But in this eight game win streak, there was a game where Didi and Oduba won a game for them. There was a game where Ronnie T and Brad Miller won a game for them. Uh, it's stuff like that. If little small things like that keep happening for them, J.D. Hammer coming out and lighting it up. Uh, Ranger Suarez, yeah, game, be- Ranger bro, Suarez being as good as he is. Is it me or does it feel like whenever, whenever Brad Miller hits a home run in a game, he always has a multi home run game? I know that's not true. Yeah, but, but it I always feel just like feel it. like yeah. he always hits more than one. He has, or has more than one big hit. In he a has game. a lot. Yeah. He has a lot of. Like, you know what I mean? He's got a lot of uh, home run, or uh, multi-home run games, I should say. All right, so, yeah, man, they... Actually, hold on, let's not... Let's not... We're let's, not ending let's, this game, let's, let's not... Let's not leave the ninth inning out of it. You go into the ninth inning up 5 nothing, and you bring in a reliever named Mauricio Yovera, and Mr. Yovera, he's been... Like, you know, he's been okay, whatever. He's, he's a guy that bounce, bounces from Lehigh here often. So, he was up here for some reason. Someone got COVID or, some, you know, something happened. Or an IL, yeah. day-to-day, you something like deal. that. You know yes, exactly. He comes up. You have to pitch to three hitters. That's just the rule in the MLB now. Do I like the rule? No. Does Joe Girardi like the rule? No. no. Does Colin like the rule? No. Am I, am I glad it's not going to be a rule after this year? Yes. Yes, but it is a rule. So, you must follow it. Uh... Yeah, he gave up three straight home runs. And after the first two, I think... I thought of a completely different rule. I don't know why my mind was on a whole different rule there, not changing that after this year, which I don't like either. I still don't like that, but I was thinking of, like, the extra innings. And, uh, uh, yeah, they're getting rid of that, but, thank God. So, he gives up three straight home runs, and after the second one, obviously, it was a little scary. You know he couldn't really find his pitches. Then he allowed a third. Yes, and I can see... James McCann... I can see why you throw him out there in a five-run lead, especially with a limited bullpen. They had guys like Archie Bradley who couldn't pitch. Uh, 
Yeah, so, and you already use Alvarado and Neris, so you're not going to bring them in to do it, so you bring in a guy like him. And you obviously want to give Ian Kennedy a day off if it's not a safe situation. They made it a safe situation. Ian Kennedy gave up a walk. He gave up a hit. He got out of the inning. They won the game. The back-to-back They got a win, and... Yes, back-to-back strikeouts to end it, which was electric. That was beautiful by Kennedy. Electric. The the placement of his pitches on the last two batters. But I don't want to just talk about the placement there. I want to give a lot of credit to JT because he's the one calling those pitches, and he noticed that both of those last two hitters could not. They weren't catching up. Could not catch up to that high and inside fastball. And and Ian Kennedy was putting it in that upper right inside the box every single time. To Pete, he was throwing it. Aggressively, yeah, like inside. Yeah. He looked like me in the show. Yeah, <laughs> not me. I get scared. Uh, I can't. I always throw up top. But the point is, is that when you have a combination like JT being able to read hitters like that and knowing that okay, there's a slight hitch in their swing, they're not catching up to this high and inside fastball. If I can get my pitcher, you know, to put it nice, you know, somewhere in the zone up there in the zone, obviously not outside of the zone. So even if they're not swinging, he's getting those calls. But they were swinging. They just they, they were waving under it every single time. They just couldn't catch up, and and that was just beautiful on both ends. And the best part was after he struck out the last batter, Kennedy was fired up. Yeah, so you love to see the new guys that up. you just at, like got. And Kyle Gibson, another guy. You love to see them fired up off the mound, running off, yeah, getting was, excited. Man, that's awesome, man. And that's what the crowd gives them. They feed off that energy. You throw a little harder. You clench the bat a little tighter you swing a little yeah, faster it's think... just how it works so why do you think teams like the dot i mean obviously they always get great players but they always have an electric fan base behind Their them atmosphere is great always 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 was was ian kennedy screaming and pumping his fist when he knew he just helped improve the yeah, when the, he just the rangers when he just, record from 42 yeah to when he just wins, closed no. the game in front of seven thousand people do you think he's really ecstatic that, no, like he is no. doing it in front of 40? Absolutely not. And he's not throwing. He's probably throwing a 92 compared to 95. And he's probably throwing that fastball dead straight up and in instead of right at Pete Alonzo's eyes where he still somehow thinks he can get it, but he can't get it. He can't do it. It was great, man. It was great to see. And hopefully he works out as a closer this year because he does remind me a little bit of uh, Papelbon. The way he moves, yeah. the way he goes, the way he throws, his excitement. The only thing is he's not a the velocity. It's not mean. Papelbon Wait. was such a and the velocity was dunce. Different. He was such a dunce. Yeah, I did not like Papelbon at all. I, I mean, but like, he's like the all-time leading saver, not saver. He has the most saves in Philly's history. Fun fact. Does he actually? Yep. Not not Mr. Lidge. So no, he just had that perfect year, which is the greatest yeah. year of a closer that the Phillies have had. But whatever. Yeah. And then I don't really got to talk much about this last game. That was yesterday. Uh, Gene, JT, Bryce. Gene, JT, Bryce all stay hot. Wheeler. All go yard. Oh, we only need to say four names and it's understood. Zach Wheeler threw... Uh, a <laughs> One guy on the Mets got a hit off Zach Wheeler. And it was Brandon Nemo. He hit a leadoff double to start the game. And then he hit a single, I want to say, in the sixth inning maybe. Who cares? One walk. It's kind of bad. No, I'm kidding. Zach Wheeler... On a day that was a remembrance to the late great Doc Holliday, looked like Roy. He sat down 22 straight Mets in that game. A two-hit 
What was what did he throw? A hundred and two pitches. So listen, what? How many pitches total did nine, he throw? I just looked in nine innings, and this is about the. It was ninety-two is, through eight. Yes, this is the average that you want to see your pitcher get about twelve pitches per per inning, and he nailed that right on the dime. He had a hundred and eight pitches in nine innings, and that's pretty much as not about as efficient as you can get, but that's about that that is about as yeah. efficient as you get in a realistic manner. He averaged exactly 12 pitches an inning because 9 times 12 is 108. Yeah. Thank you. And he did, yes. <laughs> Some people might not know. Just gotta help Wait, you what know. did you say? Nine yeah. innings pitched. Uh-huh. 12. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that 108? Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That 12, exactly 12 yeah. pitches an inning. Yeah. And that's, again, what you want. That's, yeah. that's like the MLB standard of like, all right. If you want a guy to cruise through these innings, 12, 12 pitches an inning is where you want to go. Yep. I mean, he did things. We've talked, we already talked yeah, about it. I, I, I don't want to recycle yeah. it, because so, you already know. He is now the Cy Young favorite in my eyes. Bryce Harper is a top three Not MVP candidate. Not just your can- eyes, a lot of sports A top voting. three MVP candidate in yeah. my eyes. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, quick preview to this week. Massive, massive week for this team. Massive cool. week because listen, they have a they have a couple, they have a couple tough, tough series. series left. But the majority of their series left Doable. are against bad teams that they should be winning. They have three against Milwaukee. They have two against Tampa. Three against San Diego. Besides this week, those are the three series. The rest of the year to be concerned. that are yes that aren't division or are not good. Just bad teams. So, the Dodgers, yeah, right? The Dodgers and the Reds. The Reds have been absolutely scorching hot. You get both of these teams at home. I think you need to win at least four. You have to. If I think you need to win at least four, and if you come away 500 against them, that's fine. Okay, yes. That's fine. But you should be aiming to at least win one of these series for sure, and if you're going to lose a series, you got to sweep the other. That that's, that's just me. And I personally think that the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves – they're not going away anytime soon. You're not running away with this division. Well, right so now you have is to, the time to win, especially yes, with the Mets yes, injuries. Yes, yes. So you have to keep the pace. And they get three against the Diamondbacks, who are arguably one of the worst teams they in baseball. They are the worst team in so baseball. So they're going to pounce on them, and I know it. It gets a little dicey around when they have to go to San Diego, which is already a playoff atmosphere because they are looking to be a playoff team. That's going to be a good series, but that's going to be a series that you could easily go in there and get swept. So you need to maintain against the teams that you know you should beat, and you know everybody knows you should beat, teams like Arizona, (laughs) cough, cough, and then you have to handle your division. I think if they want to win this division, they have to take care of the teams that are in their division. Do the things, what what they did to the Mets this weekend is so depleting to a franchise Mm -hmm. like the Mets. If you did that to a team like Atlanta, they'd be the same way. If you can continue to beat these two teams, left and right, you control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, uh, let's do our Philly of the Weeks before we sign off. Well, for that Dodgers series, we will have Nola. Oh, yeah, we got some good... For us, so we do have some, some intriguing matchups, but... Yeah, so hopefully Nola can... For sure. Can give us something after that. It's probably Anderson again. He sucks, so I'm not expecting much that game. If we're going to lose a game, it better be that game. Yeah. Um, and then we got Gibson. Uh, that's a toss-up. 
I think that Gibson and Nola. I think it'll be good. I think, I think we're going to have a good series, yeah, man. I, I really think... do. I love the way this team is playing right now. Uh, All right. So, Philly of the week. I, I want to just talk about mine right. uh, from two weeks ago, last time we recorded. And uh, I'll let you say who I said, for those who might not remember. Uh, I chose Mr. Bryce Harper. Yeah, you did. I chose him at the right time. Yeah. And that's all yeah, I got to say. Because he's now making a strong MVP case. I forget uh, I, who I picked. I, you chose... I forget. Doesn't matter. It wasn't the right pick. <laughs> uh, I think you said Gene. But he's it wasn't been, a bad pick. Because he's been consistent all yeah. year, really. Yeah. Uh, my my pick this week is going to be Bo. Uh, we were going to talk about him, but we don't have much time left, so I'll just do a briefing on him. Uh, I would like to say that since June 1st, he's been batting over, over 300. Now, while his defense is... Is poo poo caca. It's absolutely terrible. Um, his defense is actually a, a terrible liability. But he has been stepping up to the plate. He's up to about a two fifty something average, uh, hovering around there. Um, you know he's starting to get balls to drop in the gap now. It's really great to see. But you know if he can tighten up on that defense and just keep. And now that he's especially now that he's producing at the plate. I'm, I'm, yeah. hoping, I'm hoping he keeps he it up. He has been so very, th- very good recently. Uh, Bomb's yeah. been very good recently. So the way he's been at the plate is very, very... Uh, encouraging. Yes, encouraging. That is the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah, he's been very encouraging at the plate, especially from where he's come from the beginning of the year. And obviously, as a sophomore slump is a thing, but as this team has gotten better, Alec Bomb has gotten better, and I think a lot of the guys have gotten better with yeah. the team. Uh, so, like I said, I, see, I only see them going up. Like, I don't see them... They're sh- they're they're finding a way to click now rather than finding a way to unravel like yeah. they were in the beginning of the year. If that makes sense. Or all the blown the, saves unraveling at the ending of last year and the year before that. Yeah, I, yes, but I'm saying like they unravel. On a different scale. They did a little bit of a 180 this year compared to the most recent years where yeah. they they kind of unraveled in the beginning and yeah. are now finding themselves at the perfect time. Yep. Where, and rather good. where the other times they were clicking in the beginning and unraveled at the end yeah so hope i mean obviously that is still a possibility but hopefully they did a 180 year, yes yeah. and and they're finally clicking at the right time uh my philly of the week when he returns is going to be reese hoskins i think reese i think he's going to probably miss this game and maybe the next but when he comes back i need reese to be reese and i need this guy to he, listen the strikeouts are going to come i get all that when guys are on base, you need to find a way to bring them in. If you're if you're going for a solo dolo every time there's no one on base, be my guest. But if there's guys on base, you He's need... He's been able to, Yes, though. I... I'm that's aware. Which is, I'm aware, which is what I need him to continue to do because that's one of the main 16. reasons this offense is ranking top five in everything since July 1st. Him, Harper, Romuto, Gene Segura. Those are the four most important Phillies. And when Gene got hit in the face yesterday... I was very scared. Very concerned. But it, thankfully, it just graced off his lip, and he didn't really get much of it, thankfully. So he's fine and okay. Uh, is a Red October going to happen this year? We can't tell you for sure, but we're on the right path, is all I'll say. It has, it has never looked better this decade. I'll say that. Well, the past 10 years. This decade, I guess, has just started, but yeah. it has never looked better for our fightings to make the playoffs. We're talking about the fightings here, people. We're talking about the fightings. 
Uh, that's all we got for you guys today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, like it's a good Colin time said, to be yeah. a baseball fan. Like good Colin time said, to be a Phillies fan. Like Colin said earlier, next week will be our last uh, in-person podcast as we will be going off to school our separate ways for a little while. Um, obviously, we're still going to be making the podcast. We're going to do the Zoom thing every week and make sure that we keep doing this every week because... We. This is what we live for. And we don't have a boring. We finally have a little bit of a playoff race here, huh? Like we got a playoff race on our hands, Colin. We haven't had that yeah, in a no. long and time, it's, man. It's good. It's good. I, I'm a big. I'm a very avid. I'm ready. Sports fan. But yeah, but when your team nothing, is doing it, not it not hits even that. Different. Not even that. Because I'm a Saints fan. I know, crazy Philly. I'm a Saints fan. Sounds crazy. But as much as I love the Saints, man, there's nothing I love more than the Phillies. Uh, I love baseball significantly, astronomically, everything more than any other sport. So when the Phillies do, it's crazy because they affect my whole mood. When the Phillies lose, I'm in a bad mood. When the yeah. Phillies win, I'm in a good mood. Uh, but right now is, is a perfect time to be a Phillies fan. Um, I'm just loving it. I'm soaking it in, man. There's a little bit of excitement surrounding this team, which hasn't happened in a long time, especially this late in the season. Where are Almost halfway through the month of August. There's only one more week or one more month of regular season baseball after that, man. It's September. It's when it starts to get a little colder at night. Fancy. And you know, the ball gets a little it gets a little harder to get those balls to fly out of there like it was in the middle of August. Yep. So we're gonna see what happens and hopefully this team maintains and hopefully we are continuing to talk about a first base or first base. A first place Philadelphia Phillies team for the formidable future so i'm logan that's colin man and you know you guys will always catch us around the john